Looking at the man right now, looking at the man right now. Said we was coming and they see we wasn't playing right now. We ain't playing right now. Say I won't make it. You up with what you saying right now? Is you saying right now? Hey, I'm the man, right? Welcome to another Beast Smith podcast. Thank y'all again for listening. But I got one favor to ask. If you're listening right now and you haven't gone on iTunes to leave a rating or a review, literally stop what you're doing at the moment. I don't care if you're in the shower. I don't care if you're driving. I, actually, I don't know why you'd be in the shower listening to this, but I don't care what you're doing. Stop right now, all right? Get out of the shower, butt naked if you have to, and go leave a review on iTunes. Tell everybody how great the Beast Smith podcast is. When you leave a positive review, you let other people find out how awesome the show is, and why wouldn't you want to do that? Come on, do the right thing. Got a great show for you today. Actually, this week I'm going to be doing Life Story Told Through Rap Part 2. And basically, uh, about a year ago, I did a blog called Stupid 20s, a series of blog posts. And as a part of that series, I did a three-part special called The Life Story Told Through Rap, in which I described three different phases of my life and the soundtrack at each phase. The music I was listening to that corresponded with how I was feeling about myself and about the world at that given time. So a couple of weeks ago, I actually released the first audio version of it, Life Story Told Throughout Part 1. And that was about my high school days when Kanye West and Outkast were all up on my CD player on the school bus. This week, I go ahead in time to my late college years, all right, specifically summer 2010 when I was really feeling myself. I had my dream internship at V103, the internship that I said I was going to get since I was in high school. Had that going for me. What finally got comfortable with my relationship status, which at the time was no relationship. But I started to accept that. I got really comfortable with it. I was cool with it. I was content. So it was a great time in my life. But as I'll discuss in future weeks, that arrogance kind of took a turn for the worse. But y'all don't worry about that. Just focus on part two this week where I talk about the internship that I had and the music I was listening to at the time, which was Rick Ross's Teflon Dong. So again, just a second. I'll get into more of how Rick Ross and summer 2010 really affected me. Uh, this week, I am drinking, as I always am when I'm doing this. It sounds so bad when I say that. I don't want y'all to think that I'm an alcoholic. I'm actually only having one beer. But because I'm not an alcoholic, it only really takes one for me to get in the zone that I need to be in in order to create compelling content. And this week's brew comes to us from our good friends at Trader Joe's. Mm, I love me some Trader Joe's, man. It's Joseph Brow's Summer Brew, which is perfect for this time of the year because summer, even though the calendar says it doesn't officially start until Monday, here in Georgia, it's been hot as hell for about three months now. So we well into the summer season, but this uh, Joseph Brow's Summer Brew from Trader Joe's will get you everything you need to get the season kicked off right. Earlier this week, I actually discovered a new podcast that I like. It's called Black Man Can't Jump in Hollywood, and it is a podcast that is dedicated to promoting the cause of leading black actors in Hollywood makes sense right essentially it's a group of guys who are all actors and they get together and review and discuss movies that feature black male leads or leads with people of color and it's really great because they don't just tell you what happened in the movie because a lot of these are movies that we've all seen before like barbershop like house party so you basically know what happens in the movie but they don't focus on that they instead talk about the actors careers who starred in them how the movie affected black culture or really how black people were viewed in culture at large a lot of really interesting topics again the name of the podcast is black men can't jump in hollywood you can follow them on twitter at black men podcast we'll go ahead and get into this week's show uh this week's verse of the week comes to us from another artist i was listening to in summer 2010 
Gucci Mane. And uh, this particular verse comes off a song that I actually did a cultural analysis of in English class when I was in when I was a junior in high school. I'm not making that up. If I could find the paper, I would post it to prove it to you all. And I actually got an A on it. My teacher loved it. She was like a 50-year-old white lady. So hey, Gucci got fans everywhere, I suppose. It's Gucci Mane, so icy. Y'all stay tuned. My story told the rap coming up. It's the Beast Smith Pocket. Don't kiss me, baby. You can kiss my chains. Uh, you gotta be a dime piece. Just a look at the rocks in my time piece. Uh, I come through when I drop top jack. A old school Chevy with the antique tag. My pocket's so heavy that I can't walk steady. Cop an ice, we done done it already. Gotta go grill, but it's not from Eddie. I ride big Chevys cause a nigga ain't petty. I'm icy. And you know something, the best part of college is the confidence that's instilled in you by your professors. The verbal and tangible validation, they give you the reassurance that you're way more than enough. An encouraging word here, followed by a seize the day speech there, all capped off by that A once the semester is wrapped up. It's a really cool feeling. The music business is the same way, I imagine. A few good album reviews, a cosign or two via a retweet from an A-list rapper, and an artist starts to believe their own hype. From 2006 to 2009, Rick Ross strung together three consecutive number one albums. By the time Teflon Don hit in 2010, the word was out. Ross was a superstar. Oh uh, man, you know, um, when I came up with this record, it, it only made sense to me. It was like, record power, baby. You know, just I looked up one day and was like, man, I got too many cars, man. How many cars I'm, can you drive? I'm like, man, I'm really MC Hammer. While Rick Ross was banking hit records, I was starting to discover my own gift area. As a senior in high school, I started stringing together A-level papers in English, while at the same time garnering great praise from epic speeches in rhetoric class. No easy feat considering the slacker of a student I was at the time. Momentum built through my first few years of college as I continued to make solid grades and saw that my talking in rhetoric class translated into another area well. When I wasn't studying, I lived in our campus radio station. I was having fun doing a weekly show with my buddy Ian and soon we were getting really good feedback. On the heels of that, I took on more on-air work, eventually getting up to three shows per week. People around me liked my work and after enough positive reinforcement, I did too. Yeah! Once again, it's that time, Georgia College for your man, Brian Smith, the Prince, to make his way back to the airways where he is oh so loved here on campus. Now, y'all know I had to take a little bit of time off this summer, go get my learning up at V103 off in the ATL, my hometown, but now I'm back to serve all of you. I'm going to take everything I learned up there, bring it back down here to make sure that I can bring you the best show in all the college radio. You know how I do it. Check it out. A little sneak peek of some of the things I got coming up for you this semester. The first singles off Teflon Don debuted in the middle of my summer internship at Atlanta Radio Powerhouse V103. As an intern for the Frank and Wanda Morning Show, I regularly came across big stars in music and entertainment. Ross himself was one of these people. 
Even though I was 21 and on a Bud Light budget, I found myself in the same place as industry veterans who could not only afford expensive liquor, but actually own the brands themselves. I'd had interactions with people that had numerous Grammy nominations, billboard chart toppers, and overwhelming notoriety between them. Walking through a parade of all-star media and entertainment professionals, I didn't feel starstruck. I felt like I belonged. Ross was a fish out of water in his own right. His carefully masked and initially denied past as a correctional officer threw his credibility into question. His lyrics feature boasts of a life of crime that he'd obviously only lived through via second hand, at best, accounts from real drug dealers. Fortunately for Ross, the importance of perceived real life street cred to a rapper's popularity had greatly transformed by 2010. The Biggie and Tupac feud made authenticity less of a requisite for success and more of a death sentence. Ross gave record exists the best of both worlds. Dangerous lyrics without the fear of a drive-by shooting outside the studio. He was a manufactured star whose rapid rise to fame placed him among, and in many cases, above music's best acts. In my own life, a lot was going right. The internship I wanted since high school was mine. I was breezing through classes and developing a good reputation in campus radio. Rick Ross might have had 30 cars and a whole lot of rappers, but my Dean's List mini pack and a couple dozen listeners make me feel just as good. To top it off, I was single and finally around females who matured past the thug-seeking phase. This good fortune was not lost on me. My ego ballooned and I was not letting any of the air out. To paraphrase the hook from BMF, I was Big Meech and Larry Hoover, but armed with textbooks and a refund check. I love my college experience, but the success I had on campus masked the reality of challenges that hit after graduation. It's not easy to do well in school, but the formula for success is simple. Get enough questions right, earn an A. Talk to the right girl, get a date. Put in more hours than your peers, get better at your craft. Wash, rinse, repeat. It's a process that didn't take me long to master and misled me into thinking that the real world will work the same way. Nope. Yeah, I'm looking at the man right now. Looking at the man right now. It's the man right now. I'm looking at the man right now. Looking at the man right now Said we was coming and they see we wasn't playing right now We ain't playing right now Say I won't make it with up Is you saying right now You saying right now I'm the man right man.